Hey friends, Andy Jenkins with the Warrior Hope Podcast brought to you by Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. Every week on this podcast, here's what we try to do. We take our best shot at connecting veterans to their next mission. The most common obstacle that we see are these two right here, isolation, that is trying to do it alone, and unresolved hurts, or as I wrote down there at the bottom, unprocessed pain of the past. I'm gonna write a new sheet right here for next week because that one is just completely illegible. Here's why your mission matters. Number one, you've got a purpose. You were designed by God for greatness and a purpose. And we really feel like you've got to walk it out. You need to walk it out because there are people. It matters because of the people who are in your life and the people who are going to be affected and served by that mission. Those people include your family, your friends, and fellow service members. The fellow service members are the people that had your six back when you were deployed. They have your six even now. You had theirs. You have theirs now. Let's just continue to move forward and do this thing together again let's connect to the next mission now today i am bringing you another conversation with my friend chris turner chris turner is the u.s marine that is the musician in nashville that is the headliner and leads our freedom tour i'm going to put a link down in the show notes to the freedom tour schedule so you can find out where he's going to be next he's the one that's been connecting up with the veterans of foreign wars going there having the concerts we talked all about that in another episode earlier again the link to the previous episode all in the show notes now in this conversation chris and i are just going to shift gears we're just going to get personal and i'm going to have chris share his story and why he is living out that mission. I believe Chris has a mission. He has a purpose that affects people. I believe that you have a mission. You have a purpose that also affects people. What do we have to overcome in the process? We've got to overcome isolation. We have to deal with the unprocessed pain, if there is any, that's in the past. All right, here's my conversation with my friend, Chris Turner. I'll be back at the end, as always, with three takeaways and some next steps. I'll see you in a moment. Hey guys, Andy Jenkins here. Chris Turner is not a stranger to you. If you've been around the Crosswinds family and you've seen the Warrior Hope curriculum and the Invisible Scars and Honoring the Code videos, all of that, Chris Turner is actually very instrumental because Chris, as we talked about in a recent episode, of the Warrior Hope podcast, uh, and you saw it on video, because now in season two, we're actually doing this where you can listen or you can actually watch. We talked all about the Freedom Tour, but during that uh, show, we we really didn't talk about Chris. We, we talked about the tour, and one of the really best features of the entire Freedom Tour is not just the music that Chris plays. One of the best features is actually Chris himself. Uh, and the story that he's lived, the experiences that he's had, and how he brings all of that to the table. So, Chris, welcome back. Uh, let's do this. N normally, you know, the guy that's hosting the thing kind of introduces the other guy, but let's do it like this. Let me just let you talk about you. Tell people on camera or people driving down the road that hopefully are not watching video, they're listening, tell them who Chris Turner is and why Chris Turner is involved with the Freedom Tour. 
Andy, thanks for having me back on, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, as you mentioned, my name is Chris Turner. I am a United States Marine Corps veteran. Hoorah. Uh, you know, I've had the hankering for the longest time to, uh, to write songs and play music since I was a teenager. But then, you know, I come from a town with two red lights, a hardies, and a piggly wiggly, and I figured there was more to life than stretching bob wire and slinging square bells of hay. So wait, my wait, dad two, always told me. <laughs> two traffic lights? Two traffic lights, yeah. A hardies? Two. And a piggly wiggly? A hardies, a pig, a hardies and a piggly wiggly, yeah. And I think okay, the hardies, right. yeah, the hardies. I thought you said that, but I was like, that, that just sounded like a country song. You know, like, it didn't sound, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we, uh, you know, my, da my dad always told me, he's like, boy, if you got any sense, you'll join the military and get out of this one horse town and go see the world. It's like, okay. And, you know, us as sons, we always want to make our, our dads proud. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to join the baddest branch that I, I can possibly find. And I saw so you, you went the, for the, the Coast Guard. Uniform. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I give, actually, my neighbor's a uh, Coast Guard vet right now. He just retired. I give him hang all the time. <laughs> I know. But, uh, <laughs> Why are you guys all, always ribbing the Coast Guard? You know, like. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I joined the military, and let me start and preface this with I am not a combat veteran. Uh, I, I joined the military. I did some time overseas. I was in Okinawa, Japan for a year, and then I got deployed to Korea for about 45 days on a peacekeeping mission. And, uh, you know, and the whole time I was there, you know, I was still reeling with some of the uh, – uh, the demons I had as a kid and some of the stuff that happened. So, I, you know, what I loved to write and play whenever I was in Okinawa, uh, I learned how to play guitar from a barracks uh, mate of mine. And he knew, I said, just teach me three chords. He's like, well, if you'll pay me $50 a month, I'll do it. So I paid him $50 a month and he let me play chords? his guitar. Yeah, three chords, a GC and a D chord. And uh, while okay. I was there, you know, he was getting ready to get off of uh he was get off the island and rotate back to the US. So he had a Takamini guitar. And uh he's like, Hey, if you want to buy this guitar before you uh before you before I rotate, I'll sell it to you. So I bought the guitar from him for seventy five dollars. And I still yeah, got the guitar. It. It, hang, it, it, hang, it, it hangs on the wall. Yeah, I still got the first guitar I ever bought. Is is that it? So I'm look is that it on the wall right now? Oh no, 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 no. They, these are, are just wall hangers. Okay, Oddly like, that would have been a one, that would have been a better. This one right here would have been up. like, "Hey, it's right here." Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but with that being said, this guitar right here, every guitar's got a story, right? This one right I, here I came guess, off. I don't, I don't play a guitar. I tried. Could, I mean, yeah. so I guess they have stories. So I got a bunch of wall hangers on the wall, but this one right here, I love this guitar because it came off of a hobo in Rock Hill, South Carolina, who wanted $25 to buy a 40 ounce with. That's where I got that guitar. You no bought lie. It for 25 bucks. So it's a guy 25 can buy bucks. A, 40, a 40, a 40 ounce of malt liquor. He was walking down the railroad tracks. No kidding. Right you off of Cherry the, Road in Rock, Hill, in Rock Hill, South Carolina. No, no, it's a, it's an older guitar. I probably could, but I just, I just, just for the memory. Man, and this one right here behind me. Story. Yeah, this one right here behind me came from a pawn shop and just started putting signatures on it. So that's a that's a signature guitar, like places okay. I go or you know people that I play with and shows like that. But you know, so I started playing guitar and I started writing. So whenever I rotated back to the U.S., you know, my uh, uh, while I was in the corner, I was stationed at Camp Lejeune with uh, Second Fleet Service Support Group, 
and I had just gotten meritoriously promoted to corporal and I was assigned my fire team. So what I did was I had my fire team over to the barracks with me to celebrate my promotion, to get to know everybody because I'm now their non-commissioned officer that's in charge of them. So there was a, uh, four of us that showed up myself included. So that, that would have made five of us. And I, one of the guys that was in the, that was assigned to me, he was from Orangeburg, South Carolina. He was a, uh, he was not the most squared away Marine. He was a dark green Marine. And, uh, you know, the, the platoon sergeant assigned him to me because he was one that needed the most, uh, I guess the most work, if you will. So I invited everybody over and we're sitting down and we, you know, there was five of us and I ordered, you know, I got a six pack of, uh, something to drink, if you will, to keep it PG. And, uh, we, we ordered some pizzas and we hung out till about two o'clock in the morning. I mean, there, there was nothing really explicit about it, except for the fact that we were just hanging out and just camaraderie and just being Marines. So about one thirty, there's in the morning, nothing explicit about it, except for we were hanging out. So, yeah, exactly. so like, you're what you're saying that, that, is, so when Marines are hanging out, it is explicit is what you're, it can get, it can get very visual if you okay. will. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, but, all right. So, but, uh, we, we left, uh, everybody shook my hand and gave me a bro hug and said, congratulations, Corporal Turner, looking forward to it and all this stuff. And the last one that did that, his name was, uh, Private Sprinkle. He's like, Hey, Corporal Turner, I'll see you in the morning. I was like, good to go. We got, we got formation at zero five thirty to step off for PT, which is physical training. You know, we take off when we run exercises, yeah. calisthenics and all that stuff. So I go to bed. It's probably about zero two, two in the morning. My phone rings at 4.45, and the barracks duty NCO calls me and says, Corporal Turner, we need you down here at the uh, enlisted barracks because we've got we've got an issue with Private Sprinkle. It's like, okay, what's going on? It's like, just come down here, and we'll, we'll go through it when you get down here. How, how, so old pull, were you, how old were you when this was going on? Uh, 21. Okay, so I'm just trying 20, to 20, put in perspective. Yeah, I was, I was 21, 21, 22 years old, yeah. Because the guys that are, you know – leading this you know for our country or i mean they're really young i mean massive experience oh, yeah. with what they've done but man they're you know taking on a lot of responsibility okay so 21 you're yeah going i to mean and, you, you know 21 22 of- years yeah 21 22 years old man you got a 20 uh, uh you've got sergeants that have yeah. been in the corps and are coming up on the end of their enlistment and they're le- they're leading platoons and marines to take heels and fight out of fight holes and Friggin' uh, uh, you know, uh, infiltrate buildings and such. So, right. But anyway, I get I get down to the barracks and there's ambulances and uh, 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 military police surrounding the front of the barracks. And I'm like, man, he didn't come back down here and just drank all night long. And uh, where you know what Marines do whenever they're in the rear and they're away from their families, I walk in and the the MPs are there and the, the, uh, duty NCO pulls me to the side. He's like, Corporal Turner, uh, we found PFC sprinkle about an hour ago and he had hung himself. And we, I had just, he had left my room, went back to his barracks and stuck a web belt around his neck and hung himself from the top bunk. And I never saw it coming. No, no signs, no nothing. And we got it. Myself and my fire team, we got investigated by NCIS to see if there was any telltale signs or what his yeah. mood was or why he would have done this. And for me, 
I had survivor's guilt for about five years after that, trying to figure out why I never saw it coming. I never saw it. In the and he, and, and the thing is, is he did it. He did it under my watch. He was my Marine. Yeah. And it, 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 it got me for the longest time. So that's, that's where a lot of my uh, stuff that happened in my childhood, but this too, that's where, you know, after about four or five years where I started actually grasping the fact that I had internal demons that I needed to deal with that eventually became known as PTSD and moral injury, which they didn't really put a label on it until like 2005, 2006 or something like that. And, and this all happened in uh, 2001, 2002. In the rearview mirror, can you see any signs or was there such a culture where when something's going on internally that he had actually hidden it that well. Right. Well, there's one thing that we're, we're taught in the Marine Corps, suck it up. And if you needed a wife, uh, the government would have issued you one. And if you, if you feel like you're in pain, pain is weakness, pride is forever. Right. So we keep everything as Marines compartmentalized and it's, just the way we're trained in boot camp and there's nothing wrong with it man because i mean we are riflemen and we are we are the grunts and we are the ground force in the united states well you need so, that when you know, you're on the front line but with that but with that being said the way you're trained that way for your enlistment when you the biggest thing about transitioning from the military to civilian life is even though you're transferring or, or, or transitioning to civilian life you don't turn it off it's not a light switch so you carry that over into the civilian world. So if you feel that way, you know, and you compartmentalize everything, once you get to the civilian world, you still are a Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. So you still think, act, and feel just like a Marine until you can't do that anymore. And it just weighs on you and weighs on you. And then eventually, like myself, you know, you got to get help. You got to talk to people and, and get it out. And that, that was my biggest problem for the longest time is I just didn't want to talk to anybody about it. But I finally, you know, and, and leading up to that, I finally started dealing with it. And then I moved to Nashville and then I met you guys. And now I see what you guys are doing for it. And since I had to compartmentalize it for so long and I had no idea how to get help, I feel honored and blessed to where now I can be a I can be a tool in this bigger problem that we have. And I can be one asset, one resource to try to tell Marines or uh soldiers or airmen or coasties or or even navy, uh, navy seamen whatever hey you know what you don't have to do this we're veterans ourselves we can help you just don't be so prideful to where you where you can't so well, that's yeah, I, I know that's that been my struggle we didn't uh, make you a musician you were a musician uh and a marine before we ever you know met you of yeah. course and it, it just kind of became this uh, perfect uh, synergy, this great partnership. I remember when Bob was uh, talking about it one day, he's like, hey, I think I'm going to you know, reach out to Chris because I, I met you guys uh, or I, I met you actually in the green room at an event. Uh, yeah. You know, I was trying to think, where, where did I come in contact with Chris? Because you'd kind of just been around for a little. I was like, I, I think I actually met him face to face and actually talked with you the first time. Uh, in the green room at an event that Crosswinds did that was a fundraiser to raise money for veterans. Uh, and 
you know, you know, you guys were drinking Jim Beam Black was <laughs> kind of what the band always <laughs> goes through. Yeah, I remember one day, uh, the second time we got there, and you know, for for some reason it didn't show up. So I like I ran to the store and came back with some so that you know everybody would have it because you have to drink it before you go out on stage, whatever routine that is that you guys do. Yeah, um, but. You were already a musician, already had a band, were already interested in veterans things as well, already had that story. It just kind of became the perfect synergy. And the beauty of it is that the Freedom Tour uh, now, you know, you had this calling music, this calling to uh, connect with veterans because you were one, are one, you know, still a Marine. And uh, at the Freedom Tour, uh, which is really a way for us to do music, uh, to connect with people, and, and while we're doing the music, hey, no strings attached. Enjoy the show. By the way, if you need help, you know, we have these groups that we launch that will help you with the Warrior Hope curriculum. And by the way, there's leaders here at this post that are launching groups. And we just want to let you know about it, whether you knew it about it or not. And so, you know, you don't have to sign up. You don't have to do anything, you know, but we want to let you know that this resource is here. And so a lot of them do for the first time hear about it and then connect up. You're in the middle of that show, though. You get up and you actually tell the story uh, and some of your other stories and some of your other experiences. Um, question is this, you know, I, I know after that, a lot of guys, they, they've got to come up to you. Uh, I'll interact with a lot of people after we train people and after we dialogue, but you know, they're always asking me like more technical questions, like about the information, because that's kind of the side of this I, I come in from, you know, but, but I know the side you come in from is actually the experience and you can relate. So what are the kinds of things that, you know, when guys are talking to you, what comes up? I mean, is it stuff they bottled up that they've never talked about? Or is it like, what's, what's, what's that, what does that look like in that moment? Prime example, man, you know, we was doing uh, an acoustic run down in Texas about two years ago and we was playing in this place called a uh, Captain Jack's bait shop off of uh, the inlet in right outside of Houston. You were playing and it was a three, Yeah, it was a bait shop right on the inlet. And it's, it's really cool. And it's a really popular place down there. And it's, I mean, you can walk out on the deck and see the live shrimp and the guy's name is literally Captain Jack, like Captain Jack Sparrow. He's okay. got his boat part and you can see like the shrimp and the mullet or whatever the case may be that you know, for the bait, for people, for the fishermen. Yeah. So uh, we're out there and it's really cool. You know, uh, it's a really cool vibe and the, and the people are great, but you know, uh, during my first set, you know, I had a, I had a lot of success with this song called If You Drink back in 2018, 2019. So during my first set, generally three songs before we end it, because I always like to end the set on a high note. I always play that song, tell the story behind it, you know, how uh, the story landed in my lap and John Cirillo and Dan Reifschneider and Sarah Spencer wrote it. I reached out to a buddy of mine, uh, Randy Couture, who is a UFC freaking legend, and sent him the song and I had this whole dialogue for this video and we shot this video and to reference your Jim Bean Black story, Jim Bean Black actually sponsored that video, that video and uh, paid for it to be made. So anytime I can give back before a show, even if it's just a shot for us to come together as a team before we go out, that's the reason the Jim Bean Black. But, uh, you know, I was sitting there and I got done with my first set 
And this woman walks up to me. She looks like she's probably in her mid sixties. And she says, you know what? I had no idea. I, I really appreciate what you're doing for the veteran community because I lost my husband, the husband three years ago, and he never would talk to me about Vietnam. He was a Vietnam war veteran. Yeah. And I think more people need to address those demons and those issues because I tried for so many years. And for me, it's too late. And I've always had the mentality, man, you know, I can appreciate we need to stop 22, but we'll never stop 22. If we, if we can just stop one, one life is better than none. So I approach every day and every mentality with every show that I do or anything that we do out on the street, stop one. That That's, that's really ultimately what we should be focused on. So, you know, I've had her come up to me and, uh, you know, I'll get messages in my messenger app or texts from people. It's like, hey, bro, just listen to If You Drink, saw the video, love the messaging. It's really great to see people actually uh, doing something about this this pandemic with PTSD and moral injury. And if you go look at the If You Drink video at the end of it, the storyline is phenomenal. And Randy plays a veteran who's suffering and he's got pills and alcohol beside his bed and he throws the pills in the trash and he goes off on this venture with a sealed bottle of whiskey in his Jeep, right? The whole time the whiskey follows him, the, the, the Jim Bean black follows him throughout the video. Yeah. He goes to VFW, which we filmed at post 1970 here in Nashville. He goes to the VFW and runs into his buddies and they hang out. And then he takes a ride in his Jeep and he ends up at the at the Vietnam veteran Memorial wall and then he takes the whiskey with him and he finds his buddy on the wall and he has a drink with his buddy at the end of it. And it, then it talks about, you know, PTSD and how to get help. And it's, I get cold chills just talking about it just because of the messaging and every, everything for those two days that we were filming that video lined up because the traveling war, Vietnam war Memorial happened to be in Nashville that week. And we could capture that footage of Randy being there and it just, just the messaging behind it. So you know, everybody who sees that video or uh, uh, listens to that song, I get endless messages about how much it's helped the veteran community and how much they appreciate it. Because, you know, essentially the message is, is if you drink, don't drink by yourself. Come drink one with us. Yeah, don't and, go drink yourself you know, under the table in an unhealthy way. Come. Right. Come and, gather. And it's crazy because these live, these live performances, man, whenever I play it at these shows, people are singing it back to me. And, and that is a cool feeling. You know, I've always heard the stories about it, man. But when you hear the audience sing your lyrics and your song back to you, man, that is yeah. that is just completely like mind blowing. And it's 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 almost like a spiritual thing. I mean, it's not spiritual, but it's it's euphoric. That's the word I was looking for. There's, there's a type of euphoric feeling to it. And to know that I can do that and go to these shows and have the audience sing my stuff back means that I've really made an impact. Well, it could be spiritual if, if you think about it in the sense that, hey, this is part yeah. of the unique design that I've been given by God. This is the message that I carry uh, that is really to take hope, to take encouragement, um, to to reach out and connect with people. You know, when you start thinking about that being the call that's upon you and that's what's been poured inside of you to overflow out to others, you go, man, that's, you know, that that's a really unique opportunity right there. By 22, in the pandemic of 22, uh, you're talking about the 22 uh, veterans, veterans uh, that we can attribute as, you know, a day suicide. Um, that's the ones that we can look at and go, hey, 22, we know took their life. Uh, and there, there may be others that, 
uh, you know, where it, it's a, it's an accident or they, they drink or self-medicate or in some way and, and die in that way, uh, where we can't ne necessarily look at it and say, oh, hey, it was, they took their own life. 22, we can actually identify. And, and again, what I'm saying is the number actually may be more, but you're boiling it down and say, hey, it just really, that 22 stops, not just by addressing 22, but saying, hey, there's a single person on the other side that hurts, like in the video, like, man, the unseen guy that was under your charge way back that started this whole process for you really thinking through and walking this out. And it makes you wonder how many, how many more people aren't that they aren't exhibiting the signs because they've been trained, conditioned to bottle it up, to hold it in. And so the people closest to them would never see that in the next three hours, they've got that struggle that they've obviously, that didn't happen in three hours, man, that, that happened long before you ever got there. And so many people missed it. Yet now what we're saying is nobody has to miss it. Man, I'm sorry that that happened. I commend you and applaud you for taking that and turning that. I know it wasn't a, a quick, easy, uh, tidy road at all, but you know, taking that experience, other experiences, other layers of just the stuff and clutter of life and morphing that into songs, morphing that into a story, morphing that not in even just to that, but morphing that even to taking the time to go connect with people and walk with them through this going forward. Yeah, you know, to piggyback off what you said a while ago, man, I've, I've always used music and, and my guitar is like the best therapy in the world is a six string and a legal pad or an iPad. That That's that's what's helped me a lot to, to yeah. come in what you were saying. That, that you know my guitar is is my therapist primarily and and my my brain and i just write it down but what can i say you know what it's never too late don't be too prideful there's always help there's always resources and if you're going to contribute anything at all for any type of mission you need to go to crosswindsfoundation.org or warriorsonmission.org because they are deeply rooted in trying to help people veterans alike and 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 really really have great resources and they're really, really uh, pro uh, very proud organization. And they really believe in what they're doing and the help that they're doing in the veteran community. So, you know, just don't ball it up, man. Get, get some help. And more importantly, come to a freedom tour show. <laughs> come to a tour. And, and going back into the green room and you can have a shot of Jim Bean Black, right? That's it. Yeah, that's right, man. For sure. <laughs> But right. yeah, I mean, this year, this year is going to be great, man. I mean, I'm really excited about what we're going to do on uh, the Freedom Tour. I've got new music that's coming out, and it, it's it's going to be a good year. I mean, I've got stuff that's going to be happening that not privy to announce yet, but uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We're still working on it, so it's going to be great. Sounds good, man. Thank you. As always, thank you for joining us here on the Warrior Hope Podcast today. Here are my three takeaways. I would love to hear your takeaways. If you are subscribing on YouTube, which I hope that you have if you're watching, leave us a comment down below and just tell us what you got from today's uh, video, from today's episode of the Warrior Hope Podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Play or somewhere else, your favorite podcast provider, I would love it if you would rate us, review us, share it with someone, get on 
social media, uh, tag us and just let us know what you are learning in this process. By the way, rating it, reviewing it, subscribing, those are all metrics that those podcast providers and video platforms use to uh, know which content is valuable to you. And then in turn, they suggest it to other people who have subscribed and listened to the same types of things that you are consuming. And so it would be a great blessing. It would be an incredible honor to us if you would subscribe, if you would rate, review, leave a comment. All of that engagement helps more than you can possibly imagine. Okay, here are my three takeaways. Number one, the hurt may seem obvious to you, but it might not be obvious to everyone else. What does that mean that you need to do? It means that you need to say something. Uh, At the time that Chris's friend, a fellow uh, Marine was struggling, uh, the hurt was probably obvious to that Marine. But Chris and the others, just three hours previous when they saw him, they completely missed it. Now, it doesn't mean that they're at fault. We talked through that in this episode, but it does mean that at many times, the hurts, the pains that we carry, people may not know. You must say something. Give them the benefit of the doubt and just say, hey, I'm struggling. And I guarantee you, radical grace will kick in at that point. You will be surprised at how many people will embrace you and surround you. Here's point number two. My takeaway is others can relate, okay? Here's the fact, they're probably struggling as well. And and I mean this in the most gracious way possible. You are unique, but your story is not unique. You are a unique, unrepeatable miracle of God, but your story, the details are a little different, but pain is common to the human condition. Most people are struggling. That's reality. Most people that aren't struggling have struggled in the past and will struggle again in the future. Again, others can relate. They can relate. We often think they can't relate. There's no way anybody can identify with what's going on. They can relate. You are unique, but your story, it's not unique. Okay, and I say that in the most gracious, kind, tender way possible. Here's my final takeaway, number three, and I would love to know if you agree or disagree with these. The breakthrough happens in the connection. Right there, that's what Chris said. That's why they're doing the Freedom Tour. The breakthrough happens. That's why the groups are going on. The breakthrough happens in the connection. I'm Andy Jenkins, I'm signing off. We believe in you. We are here to help connect you, to connect you to your next mission. We believe that it's important because you have a purpose and there are people that are affected by that. We believe that we must overcome isolation. We must also overcome the unresolved, unhealed hurts of the past, that unprocessed pain, because there are people out there that are affected by you, by me, by all of us living our mission, by us walking out our purpose, our family, our friends, the people who served with you, all of those people are looking to you, leaning on you in some degree. And you have no idea how much of a blessing, how much of an encouragement, how much hope that you overcoming in your story gives the people who are coming behind you. Again, Andy Jenkins signing off on behalf of the Warrior Hope Podcast and Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. I'll see you again next week.
riding somewhere between Gallup and Winslow on an old stretch of Route 66. At the end of his rope, looking for hope, but he found this old bar here instead. The neon was dusty. The door hinges rusty on the window, a handwritten sign. Between the paps and the cores, and the two swinging doors, faded words, but he read them just fine. If you cheat, hope it's death that you're cheating. If you lie, lie with someone you love. If you fight, do it for the right reasons If you drink, then come drink one with us The whole place was packed The waitress waved him on back Set him up on the last stool she said, man, I can tell you've been going through hell. Well, we've all come out of there, too. And we live by our own golden rule. If you cheat, hope it's death that you cheat. If you lie, lie with someone you love. If you fight, do it for the right. If you drink, then come drink one with us All we can do is the best that we can So we're all sinners, forgivers, and friends If you cheat, hope it's death that you cheat. If you lie, lie with someone you love. If you fight, do it for the right reasons. If you drink, then come drink one with us. If you drink, then come drink one with us. Drink one with us